Hello. You were a very bad boy today. I just want to let you know that now that we're on microphone, I've, you've been ridiculous all day. You were like a particularly bad boy today. And it upset me, but I'm glad you're there sleeping and fine and healthy. But I was, I was so worried about you. And I'm worried about you chewing things. Hello, fans of For Quality Assurance. My name's Mike. This is a small podcast for small pets. <sighs> I'm talking to my ferret steak, who was today, indeed, a very, very bad boy. He, um... <laughs> so, we, I have wires in the place. Steak's, steak is a ferret. He's allowed to roam around. And there are wires, and I use a bitter spray to stop him from... Uh, this isn't what we're talking about today, but I always like to summarize what's going on with all the pets that I have. And I, he's pretty good about a few things. One, we have what's called the perfect crime, which is he will try to steal my remote. I am fine with this. Uh, but the other problem he has that's really a danger to himself is chewing on wires. Um, they're rubber, which generally as a rule... Uh, um, in this place is whatever is rubber he's allowed to choose. Chew. He has lots of, uh, you know, rubber toys. Uh, we're a big fan of. I I endorse their brand. I believe that Kong, the black rubber, is the only thing strong enough to uh, deter ferrets. But um, so because of that, he will sometimes chew wires, and it gets me so worried because he's a little thing, and if he chews through something that's got some electricity in it. He's done for. Luckily today it was a, 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 video, a video game controller wire. Um, so I didn't really care that that gets ruined. I just don't want him to think he can chew electricity. But let's get to the point here. Speaking of bad pets, um, here's how I'll tell you how I found the story that we're going to follow today. I am a big fan of Pinterest. Um, as for pet lovers, if you're a pet lover... Um, here, here's here's what it is for me. If you if you're a pet lover, if you like pets, you kind of want to see pets sometimes. Go on to Facebook. Facebook's more for people that like pictures of babies. If you really like pets, go on Instagram. You can see your friends' pets. You can see other weird animals. It's a pretty good place for them. But if you literally cannot get enough pictures of animals. Pinterest is the only, in my opinion, uh, format. Uh, I love Pinterest. And uh, Steak is on Pinterest, of course. He has his own little board on Pinterest, and we take pictures when he's not being... Uh, he's looking at me so angry right now. He knows I'm talking about him. And all my animals are on Pinterest, and it, it really is a great time. There's a lot of higher-quality photography. But because of my interest in small, cylindrical, furried animals... Um, Ferrets and otters come up a lot. Uh, same with all sorts of weasels in the whole Mustelidae family. But the uh, other one that comes up is squirrels. I like squirrels and foxes and things like that. And we're not going to do it on foxes, but that might be a, fr a future episode. But in terms of grouping these, squirrels really interest me. Because, you know... Uh, I see people frequently with pictures of them handling them, but of course, you know, we don't see squirrels sold in pet stores. So I said, well, is this a, th is this a thing? Um, and as far as I can tell, the answer is, okay, so if the question is, do people keep pets as squirrels? Are squirrels pets? The answer is kind of. In reality, I think to summarize this kind of, not really. 
people might take care of a hurt squirrel or release a, a hurt squirrel, but the journey getting to here is much more interesting. Now, let's start with a, an article that I find is very strange. Vets Insider ran an article uh, years ago, in 2012, about having squirrels is a bad idea. Now, uh, one of the opening lines of this I sort of am against because uh, uh, right, in the, right in the beginning of the article, they go, they're wild animals. Well, of course, as you know, if you've seen my movie, there's a lot of pets that we keep as, uh, as, as pets that are wild animals. Every single reptile. There is no domesticated reptile. Almost every single bird. Most birds are wild. We have tame versions of them. Um, uh, uh, hamsters. Wild animal. They're just tame. So this idea that, that squirrels can't be pets because they're wild is, is sort of strange. So we'll take this whole article with a grain of salt. But um, uh, let's, let's start with a quote from Terry Sutherland. Uh, not her real name because they're trying to protect her for some reasons. Listing ten reasons... Uh, squirrels are not good pet. The squirrel owns you. If you go away, you will need to find a house sitter with a lot of patience and high pain tolerance. Even overnight outings require a house sitter. Um, a lot of pets are like that. You know, I don't, I don't know how that's not. Sharp squirrel nails. Those nails, which are designed to pierce bark and allow them to climb trees, completely rake skin. Now, Again, these are not reasons not to have a pet. Uh, I mean, I mean, think about it. A, a parrot's teeth are meant to literally break through trees and crush nuts. I mean, wild, uncooked nuts is what a parrot's beak is meant to do. You know, and I hope that we, you know, this episode isn't too scary for people. A parrot will can snap your finger right off. Any bird really much bigger than, uh, you know, uh, any bird bigger than your hand can do some serious, serious damage to your hand and, and to you and, and with their talons as well. These aren't really reasons that a pet shouldn't be a pet. Reptiles as well, very dangerous creatures, objectively dangerous creatures. All animals, whether they be humans or whether they be pets, are dangerous. So listing why they're dangerous is not really, unless it's a plant, these arguments aren't really going to uh, work with me. Also, sharp squirrel teeth. Again, uh, hamsters, some of the strongest teeth in the universe. Same with rodents, which we keep as pets. Let's move on in the article um, to reason number four that they list. Uh, uh, wait. they have, So, sharp teeth makes it through up to five. No. No, we're not letting you count that. Squirrel diet. Oh, no. They require an expensive diet. Well, none of you pay out the wazoo for your, you know, food for your animals and, and you don't want the junk and you don't want to give them, like, the kibble that looks more like, you know, frosted flakes than it looks like, you know, food for a pet. It's not like any of you listening to the Small Pets podcast own snakes, which require, you know, a fresh supply of, 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 of either pinkies or other stuff. It's not like any of you spend Tons of money to make sure, waking up early, making sure that the food is right. It's not like any of you, when your pets get older, change their diet around to keep their appetite up. Again, these are not really reasons. 
Squirrels are junk food addicts. They will beg for food. Adorable. Okay, reason number seven on this list has made me want a squirrel. So, not doing great. Squirrel, squirrel energy. I'm going to read this whole thing because a lot of these other ones were silly, so I didn't read them. They need a lot of space, huge cages, a lot of outside the cage time every day, about two to three hours, seven days a week, 365 days a year. It's much like owning five five young Labradors. All right, calm down. Five young Labradors is what they compare one squirrel to. No, a pack of dogs is not... That, that would be so taxing. This person is really trying to get you not to buy squirrels, which I don't really know why. Um, uh, steak needs about an hour out of his cage. On days where he's very rowdy, you know, my ferret, he needs two or three hours interaction. Your dog really does need two or three hours of interacting with you a day. They need to, All animals need to get energy out of their system. Uh, number nine, squirrel messes. Squirrels like to keep their living areas clean and throw dirty, they throw their feces onto the floor. <gasps> Adorable. You know, this isn't really a thing to me. That doesn't really sound like any reasons. Okay, and then, uh, uh, then they list people who, uh, whatchamacallit, live with squirrels. So I'm not really sure what the point of this article is. But um, uh, and then they show people getting injured. Yeah, that's not really going to do it for me. And then we all have a lot of comments, but we're going to get to comments later. So you may not, you may, if, you've, if this is your first episode because you saw squirrels, you may not know that uh, the host of the show, me, Michael, has come across and is a big fan of one thing on the internet, which is old websites. Specific for me, specifically, I have a big, big, big obsession with uh, sort of late 90s, early 2000s uh, basic web pages. If your links are underlined and there's an option for menu, which isn't really around anymore, and in oh, index. Oh, if your website says index and, and weird graphics that are strangely deeply saturated, Michael loves that. So not quite that close, not quite exactly what it is, but we, we are going to look at, um, I want to get the name perfect. Hold on. I got away from the page here. No, where's the URL? Okay. Newsforsquirrels.blogspot.com. Oh, you got a .blogspot. That's going to make a Michael happy. Okay. Um, this is decidedly pro-squirrel. Um, this, this website is all about, um, uh, uh, keeping squirrels and how to keep squirrels, and it's actually fairly updated, which I was impressed by for a .blogspot, so I'm not making fun of them at all. It's a, it's a cool website, it's interesting. Um, they have a lot of tips, they have forums to get help on it, um, this is mostly about finding an orphaned baby squirrel, which as far as I can tell is your best bet on raising a uh, a squirrel. Um, makes sense? I mean, I don't know enough about why they get abandoned or, or, or about animal taming to really say this, but when you think about it, you know, we're not using any science here. When you think about it, it's, it's you know, motherless. It's it's fatherless. I don't know how they raise their, their young, but... When you think about it that way, it seems pretty logical to do. Um, they give some great advice. They do, you know, they do talk about a willing to commit to it. They talk about um, 
having a big cage, you know, they, they recommend a four foot by four foot cage, which for your standard small pets, you know, people on this podcast are not going to hear these requirements as, you know, um, four foot by four foot by four foot. Wait, I, I slipped up back there. It can't be four foot. You, it cannot, squirrels don't live in one dimension. They cannot live on a piece of paper. People listening to a small pets podcast or people that own a small pets, you're going to be hard pressed to shock them. You know, I'm sure a, a dog owner here saw a four foot, by four foot by four foot cage. Well, that's a big space. But for any of you that might own snakes or reptiles or birds, it's, it's nothing. It's really not, not that much. Um, they do talk about them, you know, scratching, but of course, uh, I will point at raising falcons, which there doesn't seem to be, uh, you know, the, the story that I wanted to follow here, if I can really break down and, 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 and tell you, because of course the show is never about the science of things in a, in a very thorough way. The show is always about the story of pets because that's what I, I know. And the story of this is that certain animals gain prejudice. You know, the ferret is one of them. They have this reputation for smell, and some people, when they try and slander them, will say they're rough and whatever. But I always find it strange when an animal takes on this uh, reputation because, of course, it's based in nothing, and uh, or it's based in anecdotes, which is nothing, but it's good to talk about at cocktail parties. Um, and I find it strange that they're listening. You know, falconing, one of the earliest versions of, of, of pet husbandry, really. Because if you look at, like, you know, farming and, and raising animals, um, horses, of course, you know, we, we teach horses and dogs. But then after that, there's this big gap in terms of, like, what pet will be next? What animal can we really teach to do something for us? You know, the dog and the horse have been around for so long doing things for us. And domestication in terms of the chicken and, and, and pigs and things like that are a separate issue. But when you talk about the idea of getting an animal to do something for you, falconry and, and teaching birds of prey to do stuff for you is really old compared to, say, you know, monkeys doing tricks. So falconry... People, their arms get destroyed doing it, even wearing gloves. So I always find it weird that this is, you know, there's a prejudice here. When you read an article that says, you know, oh, you're going to get bit and scratch. That's why you shouldn't have a, 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 a squirrel. Well, why? Why? Everybody that's owned a dog, I don't, I don't care what people want to make you believe in the public. They've gotten bit by their dog, either accidentally or in training it. Everyone that's owned a cat has gotten scratched by their cat. This is... We are all dangerous in some way. No animal is born without a way to defend itself. So it's weird that they list this as a thing. Now they um, they list some some good uh, some good tips. Keep them away from your face, which I would say about any animal. Um, <laughs> they've got a good fact here that sounds like something I would write. Um, quote from uh, newsforsquirrels.blogspot.com. I don't have any facts to back this up, but a squirrel's belly has been scientifically proven to be the softest substance in the universe. Oh, adorable. <laughs> um, it doesn't seem that ridiculous in terms of feeding. I'm reading all of this here. Vegetables, carrots, nuts. Um, doesn't seem that much different than a, uh, a rabbit. And most of the things they're talking about in terms of problems we're taking care of is the same with rabbits as far as I'm concerned as well. Um, 
there's a really long comment section on this article. It's a very long uh, 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 comment section um, in which people give expertise, which is always strange. Hey, let me say something, because this is an internet thing. We're, we're getting to the end of our story here. Um, but as an internet thing, just, just so you know, the last article we're going to read is from, uh, oh, no, that's not true. Oh, do we not? We might not have time to read. I always love when WikiHow tells you how to do something wrong. <laughs> um, okay, well, we, we, we're not going to read it today, but, but WikiHow uh, tells you how to do it wrong, always, as always. And in terms of uh, doing things wrong, adding to that, you know, a, a really great insight that someone gave me as a tip on the Internet is if you're an expert, don't chime in. Seriously, if you're an expert, keep it in an area where your expertise is needed to be. This person was telling me about the idea that you, you shouldn't, uh, you know, you, that, that this idea of experts trying to help in areas where it was all amateurs talking actually ended up making the experts' opinions seem worse and, and whitewashing them. And there's someone in uh, newsforsquirrels.blogspot.com who says, I'm a professional wildlife rehabilitator. Don't comment. If you have real expertise, keep your expertise in a place where expertise happens. It only makes the conversation strange. You're just as easily outdone by someone else in there. That's a tip. There's no tip for how do you make your professional opinion sound good in there. I would say don't believe anybody that comments and says they're a wildlife expert or an expert or a really educated person. And if you're somebody that has legitimate prestige and expertise in something, don't comment. Just let it go. You're just going to have to deal with this being wrong and publish your own thing. Um, lastly here, uh, six essential tips for keeping squirrels as a pets from feedingnature.com. Um, strange article. This was written recently. Again, uh, quote from this article. Can you have squirrels as a pet? This is a popular question. The short answer is no. You should not try and capture an adult squirrel. Um, however... Babies are sometimes rescued after being abandoned by their, the, when their moms get injured. Uh, these may be cared for by a vet or a wildlife rehabilitator um, when they reach adulthood and are released. Um, still sounds like you could have one. Still sounds like you could uh, uh, tame them. It is mostly the same information, uh, except that this place has the advantage of a squirrel drinking from a bottle, which is a very cute thing. Uh, they need time. They need space outside. They have uh, sharp claws, yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, that's the end of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, please be sure to check out all of the movies we've made. If you haven't seen Hamsters of History, the story of hamsters coming to America, that's, of course, uh, available online at Amazon.com for free, not just for Prime members. It's free for everyone. Um, a lot of other good movies uh, going up there soon. You can watch the story of Kiji, um, the, the story of pheasants in America and the strange world that I uncovered in finding pheasants in New Jersey specifically. Um, the story of that and how, you know, another uh, sort of domestic animal, not really. They're never, nat they're never native to anywhere except Asia. Very interesting story to see their place in the world right now and what other animal people were doing. And... Uh, check all of that out, please. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.